Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. But right now, here he is. Dr. History. Good morning, Zeb. How are you doing this morning? Good, my friend. What's Good. going on? Well, just a, a quick note. Tomorrow is uh, my wife and I's anniversary. How many? 38 years that she has put up with me. Only 38? Yeah, and she's getting me trained. Uh, in what way? Uh, in every way. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you and know, when you say trained, a... I don't want to pursue that too far. But <laughs> Well, she deserves a medal. But I see. Anyway. 38 years? 38 years. That's great. Yep. We're working on on this next fall, 45. Oh, man, I'm glad I'm not as old as you. <laughs> Deanne's going to really be offended when you said that. Well, she's a lot younger than you. Well, I know that. <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, when you think about uh, the Hollywood uh, depiction of holdups, like bank holdups, train yeah. robberies, stagecoach, yeah. you see a well-planned-out, well-thought-out plan with everybody doing their parts and a successful holdup. I right? have a feeling you're going in the opposite direction. <laughs> we are going entirely the other direction. Kind of the botched gang. You, this is one you're thinking, whoa, these guys really messed up. Here. Yeah. All right, so we're going to 1878, January. It's cold winter. Okay. Uh, it's uh, out in Kansas. And there's a little town called Kinsley. Okay? It's a small settlement northeast of Dodge City. Uh, the citizens were probably just trying to keep warm as much as, uh, as the time was possible and not really expecting in any trouble, but they got it anyway one evening as a half a dozen or so strangers galloped up to the Santa Fe Depot with guns on their hips and robbery in their hearts. So in other words, they played their card. So far. <laughs> we'll get, you're going to wonder. Okay, so the gang of this would-be train robbers was led by a, a guy named Mike Rourke. Okay? okay. He's our main character. All right. Tough guy, tough hombre. Anyway. But dumb. But dumb. This would not be the first holdup Rourke had ramrodded. This time, however, the outcome was going to be different. In fact, things had started to go wrong already for Rourke and his gang, which included another experienced desperado named Dave Rudabaugh. Okay, so you got Rourke. Wait a minute. Dave Rudabaugh used to ride with Billy the Kid. Yeah, these guys were, they rode with other people. Oh, okay. So anyway, the outlaw's original plan called for them to hold up the eastbound train when it stopped for water at a tank several miles west of Kinsley. Okay. Okay, they'd been in place, ready to leap out of their hiding place and take over the train, but as the locomotive approached the water tank, the engineer never slowed down. The train just barreled on through, heading towards that little town of Kinsley. Now, wait a minute. These guys, they, they didn't make allowances that the train might not stop? No, no, they figured it was going to stop. So, hmm. But unknown to Rourke and Rudabaugh and the other outlaws, the train had run low on water ahead of schedule and had stopped to take on more in Dodge City. I see. So he just zipped on through. I see. So, after staring for a moment in disbelief and confusion at the eastbound train as it went off into the distance, the outlaws jumped on their horses and they intended to catch up and carry out the robbery while the train was stopped at Kinsley. I see. Now, they took a shortcut, so they didn't exactly follow the train, okay, to get to Kinsley. Now, when they thundered up to the station in the small settlement, no train was in sight. So... They thought they had beaten the train there, and they rushed into the depot with their guns drawn. 
Now, something tells me that you're going to have a twist in the story. <laughs> There's going to be a twist, and here it comes. There was only one man present in the railroad station, and there was a young telegraph op- op- operator named Andrew Kincaid. Uh-huh. All right, so here we got uh, Rourke, Rudabaugh, and Kincaid. They're inside. Yeah. Now, since they had gotten there before the train, Rourke must have figured this was a chance to grab some more loot. Sure. So he leveled, leveled his pistol at Kincaid and demanded all the money that was on hand at the depot. Mm-hmm. Well, the cool-headed Kincaid, he opened the cash drawer in the desk to show the outlaws it was empty. Nothing. Okay. So, with his frustration surely growing, Rourke asked about the safe that was locked. Well, Kincaid explained that he could not open it. The only key was in the possession of the station agent who was down at the hotel asleep. I see. Now, this might be a good place to take a break. You know, and ladies, this is like those Saturday morning serials where you hear all of a sudden the organ music come up and go, da 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 All right, we'll take a break. Hey, by the way, Zach and the rest of the crew at Minicash Sales, they have all your lumber needs for remodeling that you're going to be doing this spring. Maybe you got some money back from Uncle Sam on your tax returns. Well, now you can go over and invest it. Invest it in your home. Stop in and see Minicash Sales, 1321 East Main Street in Burley, right across from the airport. They've got all the remodeling wood and lumber, and they've got all the shingles to redo your roof, and you can upgrade the windows with the western windows. And talk about carpet. They've got rolls and rolls and rolls of carpet. Stop in and see Zach and the crew today at Minicasha Sales, or give them a call at 878-2091. And now, here comes the organ music. Dum, 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 dum. Back to a Foiled robbery. Okay, so we've got Rourke with his gun out on Kincaid, the young telegraph operator, who says he can't open the safe because he doesn't have the key. Uh Okay, so the outlaws must have looked at each other wondering what to do next. Well, while they were doing so, the shrill sound of a train's whistle floated in from the chilly night outside. It's coming in. Rourke and his gang had been expecting that knowing that the eastbound would announce its arrival with the whistle before pulling into the station. There was only one problem. Uh, what's that? The sound of the whistle came from the wrong direction. Oh, you mean this is another train? Yeah. So a westbound train is coming into the station. Uh-huh. The approach of a train from that direction meant that the eastbound train, the one that had originally been the target... Had already gone through. So they'd gone through the town, and they went on another set of tracks, and a westbounder is coming in. The eastbound is gone. Yeah, these dudes were, they were wondering what's going on. Yeah, they had just thought they'd beat it at the station. So, okay, so now we have a westbound that's about to pull in. Okay. Okay, that doesn't sound too bad. Okay. And even worse, there were passengers who intended to board that westbound train, because at that moment, two men walked up onto the platform. Kincaid spotted them through the window, and ignoring the guns that are on him, uh, he let out a yell of warning. Oh. Remember, he's got, Rourke's got his gun on this young man. Yeah, well, he's... But he yells out. He's not bright. <laughs> well, I don't know. But not wanting the men to get away and spread the alarm, the members of the gang charged out of the station to take these other guys prisoners. No, so no, wait a minute. i got to get this in my mind's eye. Okay. The guy inside yells. Warns the people out yeah, on the dock. And the, the guys out on the dock, they hear this, but the guys inside that are holding their guns on Kincaid, they go out and say, you are now our prisoners. Exactly. Okay, now from there. All right. So, the commotion provided enough of a distraction for Kincaid to be able to jerk free of Rourke's grip. The young telegraph oper- operator lunged through the door onto the platform. Uh-huh. Not he, got, he didn't get shot. No, no. By this time, the westbound train had almost reached the station. Uh, the rumble of the engine filled the air. No one 
expected what Kincaid would do next. Uh Uh-oh. With this huge iron horse rolling into the station, Kincaid flung himself off the platform into the air right in front of the train. Now, let's stop there for just a moment and really wonder and perceive as to whether this young man was in his right frame of mind. Well, you know, after going through this, he actually, I think, was pretty brave. He really was. Yeah, but and stupid I, has to come well, in. Well, I'm, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, this daring maneuver paid off. Ken Cade sailed all the way across the tracks, landed on the ground uh, beyond the, the tracks, and the train just missed him. Just, just missed him. Missed him. But this huge locomotive now provided cover for Kincaid as he rolled over and sprang to his feet. He cupped his hands around his mouth and shouted up to the engineer in the cab that the station was being robbed. Frantically, he signaled for the engineer to keep the train moving. I see. So, to Kincaid's delight, the locomotive continued to roll on down the track. Okay, but what about Kincaid? Uh, we're getting to him. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I think that may be the last of him. We'll okay. see. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, the next moment, Rourke and Rudabaugh and the other outlaws got their only lucky break of the whole thing. Oh, really? The engineer hadn't seen Kincaid's daring leap in front of the train or heard his warning after all. So he didn't even... Actually, he didn't even see the guy? Yeah, it must have been just right in his... Couldn't, yeah, couldn't see him. Oh, my. So instead, the train's brakes were malfunctioning. Uh, the engineer finally got them to work, bringing the westbound to a halt about 100 yards past the depot. Oh, well, here 100 okay. yards, yeah. there 100 yeah. yards. Yeah. So Rourke and the other Desperados dashed after it, running awkwardly in their high-heeled cowboy boots. You can picture that. Yeah, I can. Yeah. So Rourke and another man were quick enough to reach the locomotive while the engineer still didn't know what was going on. So pulling their guns on him, they ordered him to get the train rolling again. Rourke wanted the train out of town so that he could be robbed at their leisure without having to worry about armed townspeople coming around and uh, disturbing things. Okay, now there's no guards on the train. No. And there's nobody with a gun on the train. No. And Ken, well, and to your knowledge, Kincaid's still standing there watching the train head west. Well, right. It's still headed down the right, right hmm. down the right. So anyway, the engineer stared down the barrel of the outlaw's guns, but he was quick-witted enough to tell Rourke that he couldn't move the locomotive yet. Why? He had released the pressure from the boiler when he was pulling onto the station, he said. And not enough steam had built back up yet. Well, as it turns out, this statement was not true, but it was enough to convince Rourke that he couldn't move the train. He couldn't go anywhere. So meanwhile, two more members of the gang ran along the train to the express car to make the express company messenger open the safe for looting. I see. By this time, however, the messenger had figured out that something was wrong, and when the outlaw slid open the door, a shotgun blast erupted from inside the car. The messenger hadn't waited, but had fired as soon as he saw men with guns Uh outside the car. And what happened? Well, the buckshot slammed into one of the would-be robbers and threw him backward onto the ground. The other man being very brave, turned and ran as fast as he could. Yeah. Yeah. So up in the cab, Rourke and his companion heard the roar of the shotgun. They leaped down and hurried along the train towards the express car. Okay. Now, you go slower, man. I'm following okay, this. Okay. I am. Here we go. Okay. okay. We've got the train stopped. we got one guy's already shot of the robbers from the messenger inside the express car. And Kincaid's Ken Ken still standing by the track. Yeah, he's still looking down the track about 100 yards. <laughs> so anyway, as soon as the outlaws were gone, the engineer put uh, the throttle to the engine and... Uh, 
and the train began to move. Okay, so no. he really had lied to them saying he couldn't move. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So here the train is starting to move. It clattered away past the startled outlaws. They're <laughs> standing on the they're ground. They're standing on the ground. Hmm. So Rourke and his men knew it was time to cut their losses. They leaped on their horses, even the wounded man. And galloped away into the night. Yeah, now, yeah. practically everything that could go wrong with this would-be robbery had gone wrong. Yeah, kind of. Okay, so the train's headed down the tracks. The eastbound's going the other direction. And the westbound that was going to get robbed, didn't get robbed, is still going away. Still west. going away. And Kincaid's standing, standing there. there. still wondering okay. what happened. <laughs> okay. Well, the gang's troubles weren't over. Because even though the attempted holdup had been a failure, the express company wasn't in the mood to let it pass unchallenged. Well, I can't blame them. Yeah. So the company turned to the newly elected sheriff of Ford County and asked him to go after the outlaws. Okay. Now, the young lawman was eager to do so. His name was Bat Masterson. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. And he went on to be famous and have a TV show. He did. He was a great actor. Yeah. But anyway, a former buffalo hunter, Bat Masterson, he'd served as a deputy in Dog City. He'd won the election for sheriff only by three votes. Yeah. And knowing that if he could capture Rourke's gang, people would be more likely to forget about how narrowly he had won the election. Yeah, right. Well, he collected a posse of tough, seasoned frontiersmen, and all of whom were friends of his, which you'd want to be a friend of, Bat Masterson. You know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the new sheriff set out on the trail of Mike Rourke and the rest of the robbers. Now, there were other posses also out searching for the, uh, for the outlaws. Besides, really? Yeah. Besides, well, who organized that? Well, that's a good question. That's uh, why I asked. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but Bat Masterson knew the ground in this area probably better than anyone else in Kansas. Okay. Because he'd hunted buffalo out there. Uh, he'd guided people. He knew the territory. You can't hide in Kansas. Not, uh, not from Bat Masterson. There's only three trees. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Bat led his posse to a place called Crooked Creek and this was, I said it in January. So yeah. snow began to fall as Uh-oh. they rode yeah. and grew heavier as they camped at the creek on their first night out from Dog City. The next day, the snowstorm became worse, turning into a real blizzard. And as Lawman rode it uh, through along Crooked Creek, an early dusk found them at the mouth of the creek where the cattle camp, uh, where there was a cattle camp, which was a, a small cabin. Okay. Okay. All right. And so Bat and his companions spent the night in the camp's little cabin. So these are the good guys. These are the good guys. Okay. Well, the next day, uh, Bat's hunch paid off as two riders approached the cabin. Uh-oh. Now, watching them through the swirling snow, Bat recognized them as Rudabaugh and Roy. So they rode into a trap. Yes. Now, uh, so one of the posse guys volunteered to go out and pretend to be a check line rider uh, staying in the cabin for yeah. the night so the outlaws wouldn't suspect that there were lawmen inside oh, the cabin. Oh, my goodness. Have they duped them? <laughs> yeah. So the decoy maneuver worked. Laughing and joking about the blizzard, uh, Rudabaugh and the guys, they stepped inside. Well, Bat Masterson moved out from behind the door, ordered them to elevate their hands, and seeing the pair of six-shooters in Bat's hands, the best thing to do was cooperate. Really? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you? And they caught him. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. So now the other deputies moved in and disarmed the outlaws, then put handcuffs on them. 
Well, the party had waited out the storm in the cabin, but the next day they were able to start back to Dog City to deliver their prisoners. Wouldn't you like to have been a mouse in the corner of that Just cabin and it. heard the conversation? Yeah, yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Anyway, once that was done, Bat Masterson took up the trail of the remaining outlaws. Oh, there was still some Oh, left. yeah, still some guys. Oh, okay. So, but by now, they had too much of a head start, but Bat and his men were unable to catch up to them. However, Uh-oh. a couple of months later, two of the outlaws slipped into Dodge. Bat had identified them by now and had his deputies and other townspeople on the lookout for these fugitives. Really? So when he received a tip that the two men had been in town, Bat gathered up a posse again. The lawman caught up just outside of Dog City, arrested them without any gunshots or foul play of any kind. So they just yelled, stop, you're under arrest. And they, there must have, might have been a big posse. And they did. They did. I see. So Mike Rourke, the leader of the gang, actually was still at large. He was he was still out there. The brains yeah. of the outfit. Yeah, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Bat Masterson still wanted to bring him to justice. Well, Rourke didn't elude the law forever. Less than a year later, another outlaw betrayed Rourke to the authorities. Where? Uh, I don't know. Was he still Some, in Kansas? I think I don't know. It doesn't say. But he was captured, put on trial for the attempted holdup at Kinsley, and following his conviction, he was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Really? Now, Bat Masterson had tracked down and arrested four of the outlaws without firing a shot, and the affair was considered a spectacular success for him, and one of the first of many during his long career as a lawman. You know, but it all started with a series of unforeseeable blunders and pure bad luck that dogged uh, Mike Rourke and Rudabaugh and his ill-fated gang that winter night in Kansas. What happened to Rudabaugh? You know, I don't know because, uh, I mean, he was caught, so I'm you assuming... See, in, in the movies and the stories of Billy the Kid's life, Rudabaugh played a very big part of that movie. Yeah. And I was just curious what happened to him. You know, I, I'm assuming they all went to jail. He was the jail. guy from back east i think originally yeah and i don't know much about him i might have to look see what i can find about that guy and then bat masterson now there's an interesting person the television series portrayed him as kind of a dapper dan you know right. with the cane the gold-headed cane and yeah. everything was he really you know i don't know that there's even hardly any pictures of the guy really you know and so i i don't know they like I say when you see it on tv you got to wonder a little you know now, Dodge how, City was not a real uh, user-friendly town. Yeah, that was a cow town. Oh, and boy. They, they catered. Have you ever been there? I never have. I have. I have. Uh, but they catered to the cowboys and the uh, the cattle drives yeah. and things like that, yeah. you know. So yeah, I'm sure it was an interesting place to There's visit. a lot of history when you go back there. I've done rodeos at Dodge City and also Wichita and Topeka and that. I mean, there's a lot of history back there. Yeah, I, I've got books on just just the things that happened in Kansas. Yeah. A lot of a lot of exciting events happened in Kansas. Well, you know, you ought to do a kind of a follow-up and see if you can find anything out about Rudabaugh and some of the other members of Billy the Kid's gang. Yeah, because they, like you mentioned, they, they, they kind of uh, intermingled and switched gangs. Gangs here and there, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, some rode with Butch Cassidy for a while, and then they go out on their own and things like that. You know, uh, I think that whether or not the depiction of Butch Cassidy in the movie is really true or not, or if it stretches the truth, one of the funniest scenes in that whole movie is when they first get together, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and they blow up one of the trains, and they just blew everything to smithereens, and Butch and Sundance are laying on the ground, and and Sundance says to Butch, uh, you 
you think you used enough dynamite there, Butch? <laughs> you know, and and yeah, the, the poor the poor guy that was inside the train. Oh my gosh! And yeah. and as I recall, I believe they robbed that tr- uh, another train, and that same guy was in the same yeah uh, me- uh, baggage car again. You would have thought that guy would have asked for early retirement. <laughs> Well, maybe after that second explosion, he may have. Stupid crimes in the Old West. Dr. History, good job this morning. Thank you, Zeb. Absolutely excellent. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.